Well, hey, everyone. We are back again for another episode of If You Build It, They Might Come. And today I'm joined by my good friend, John Kraft. What's up, what's up? <laughs> John, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself, let the people know who you are. Uh, hey, everybody. As he, as Brennan said, my name is John Kraft. I am from Birmingham, Alabama. I've been living in the Northeast for three and a half years now. Uh, I got married in May of 2020 at the height of COVID season. I <laughs> uh, don't recommend it, actually. Uh, get married in a normal season so you can have a good way. Uh, but married life is awesome. I do recommend that. And uh, I've been in student ministry for, uh, I guess, vocationally for a year and a half. Uh, volunteered for about four years before that. So loving it. But it's definitely, definitely hard, and hopefully this podcast helps you out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's so cool to just be able to connect with you, spend some time um, today looking about what, looking at what it looks like to have a plan. Yeah. Uh, so many of us, we, we think that some that student ministry can just be like, if we just throw some dodgeballs out on the floor, have enough Mountain Dew for the night, like... That's our plan. Yeah. And while well, sometimes that works, sometimes, uh, sometimes, sometimes all you need to do is throw a dodgeball at your middle school's face. Uh, sometimes that works. But what we need to do better as student pastors, I believe, is to always have a plan. And so I'm excited um, to talk about what this looks like for us. Um, and yeah, so I just want to share before we kind of dive into creating a plan and having a schedule and calendaring and all that good stuff. I want to share just how John and I met because it is an interesting story. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, we actually, my wife, Allie, and I, we went to school with his now wife, Lily. Yep. Um, shout and out. shout out to Lily. Shout out to Allie. Uh, great wives. Killing the wife game. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> we, Allie and I are friends with Lily on Facebook and when she got engaged, we saw all the pictures or whatever. And uh, one day I was at a coffee shop that's in our church building, a little nonprofit coffee shop called the Bridge Coffee House. Shout out the Bridge Coffee House. Yeah. And uh, I see this guy sitting in a chair doing some work. He's got like this hipster vibe, like jeans rolled up, <laughs> got some, got a beer going on, reading some like Henry Nowen book or something like that. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, man, this guy looks so familiar. And the barista actually introduces us. He's like, hey, Brandon, have you met uh, this guy named John? He's a youth pastor just up the street. And I was like, I haven't met you, but I know who you are. Yep. And yep. That, that was kind of the awkward introduction to like, yeah, dude, seen you on Facebook. Been stalking me. Yeah, been stalking you. Um, and so from that moment, we just kind of put two and two together. Yep. And uh, we've been connected, hanging out, good friends ever since. Absolutely. Um, we both do student ministry like 15 minutes apart, 15 minutes on the road, just yeah. the next town over. John's a student pastor. And so um, we're all kind of in this together, which is, it's just cool, man. Yeah. It's cool to be able to do this and, and talk with you. And um, yeah, so, well, I'm excited to talk about scheduling. I'm excited to talk about student ministry and calendaring. And I just thought we'd kick this off. I'm interested because this has been a crazy year. Yeah. Um, with COVID, right? COVID kind of changed how we do everything in student ministry in some ways. It, it drastically changed yeah. Yeah, just what it looks like for changed us. Um, so when we think about having a plan, when we think about calendaring and scheduling, how has COVID 
changed how you were planning and scheduling your year and your student ministry? What does that look like now? First off, let me say I do not feel qualified to talk about how to plan well <laughs> in any regard. <laughs> but I can tell you what you should not do. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Sweet. COVID changed everything. Um, it, uh, it completely uh, made it impossible for about four to five months to meet in person mm-hmm. at all. Um, what we did was... Uh, we went on to YouTube. We used Zoom. We we did the whole re- reinvent youth ministry. The same, pretty much the same thing that every youth <laughs> ministry did. And we were like, "This is sick!" <laughs> for a week, and then uh, for the next four months, everyone hated it. Uh, they still hate it, and we're just praying that we don't have to go back to it. Um, but it's uh, COVID. Now that we're back in person, it has changed. Uh, how I have to plan a night specifically. Mm. Um, you know, I've got to think through, is this game that's up front in front of everyone, is it acceptable to parents when they when students go home and they tell their mom and dad, right. we did this game, well, guess what we did? It was awesome. Uh, you know, is is it something where, like, like you know, it's going to sound like the, the students almost kissed. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> Everybody was touching like, each other. It was great. Yeah. Like we hugged everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and, or is it, or is it going to, you know, be appropriate in this season, which is wild to think that we have to come up with appropriate games for a sickness right. in the world. But that's the world that we live in. Um, Got to think through uh, food. If we do food and if we're going to do food, how do we do food? It gets more expensive, honestly, yeah. with COVID, trying yep. to do food, if you're going to do it. Um, can we do, like, any kind of snack? Can we do any right. event? Um, and you know what? I found that the answer is yes Yeah. all of it. We can do it. Right. But uh, it takes a lot of ingenuity. And it's harder. Is that the word? I don't know. No, <laughs> ingenuity is good. I think creativity. It's just I think student pastors, we've had to get smarter. Mm-hmm. in how we do student ministry in some ways. Yep. And I know for me, um, it just takes more energy. And I, as somebody that, when I think of like planning, I, I think of it in like a year. Like yeah. I want to plan out 12 months yep. and take one day and just nail it all out and have my year planned, big yep. events, teachings, all of it. I don't do that anymore. Mm. I plan in three-month increments, basically. Yep. Uh John and I are both sitting in Massachusetts right now, and Massachusetts has some of the strictest um, regulations and restrictions out of the whole country. And so because of that, I can't plan in six months because things change in six weeks. Yeah. Um, Mm. And so it's shortened the planning period because, uh, I mean, we've seen things change just so quickly. Within days. Within days sometimes of what restrictions were, and now they're changed. Yeah. And so I, I think for me, that's the biggest thing that's changed when it comes to COVID is Sunday nights. Yes, there are still big things that we've had to shift, but long-term planning is now three-month planning. Yeah. And um, so so I think that's that's good. I think that's really good. Yeah, it, it's crazy with Sunday nights and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all that in mind, when we're thinking with COVID, when we're thinking with restrictions and I don't know where you are, where you're listening from, whatever it is. Uh, I, I don't know what the restrictions are for you, but we're going to speak as if you're in Massachusetts. This is what it's like for us in Massachusetts. 
Um, so with all that in mind, when it comes to planning your semester or planning your year, what are some of the things that you try to focus on? What are aspects that you try to plan out um, as you look at student ministry holistically? Yeah. Uh, if we're, and this is specifically in COVID season or in general? Yeah, let's say in COVID season, but also kind of thinking, this is what I try to do anyway. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's COVID or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this, I mean, this year uh, specifically, we I have tr- done my best to focus on making sure that we uh, still have really fun events, even even though it's restricted, even yeah. though there's there's distance, even though, you know, um, serve events and... Uh, and then just making sure that we have consistency. Yeah. Uh, so fun, serve, and consistent. Um, I guess that's would be good. My, my three things. Like, so we did a uh, we did a closed drive uh, with our church, and the students sorted through all of it. Um, and you know, I I made students wear gloves. I made them do hand sanitizer. I made I, I made them eat outside. I made them take breaks in certain moments. I made them use the entire building, spread out completely, grab a bag, sort it yourself. Like I, these things are possible. Uh, you know, I think you just got to plan like, all right, how many how many students are going to be in one spot sitting for a short for a long period of time? Can you fix that some way yeah. can you get them moving can you can you make it to where uh they're they're not just constantly breathing on each other but they're moving out they're moving the doors are open um and then how can you how can you have fun um hmm. and what can you do what can you do to make people feel comfortable uh something i've done this year is just invite parents to everything yeah that's um, good um uh you know like we have a we have a mini golf event coming up. We're going to take over the entire church and have a, a whole course set up through the church. And we're going to make it a family event so that parents can feel comfortable bringing their kids to a student ministry event. But uh, but they're comfortable because they get to monitor yeah. what their kid does, who's around their kid, what's happening, what they're touching, all this stuff. And then it also provides that sense of consistency, that sense of community. Yeah. Um, but I think those those three things, like just some sort of consistent plan, and then like some fun things and some some way for them to serve. I think you you touched on something that's so important when we plan and when we calendar, and that is involving the parents. Yeah. It's making sure parents are like honestly they're tired of your emails yeah they they're sick and tired of seeing what's coming up because you are so uh, intentional in informing them and I always just one of the things I do is anytime I come up with like a three-month plan I'll just take all the big events I'll slap them on a note card put a little graphic there and then just hand them to parents Um, something they can put on the fridge something they can screenshot put on their phone whatever it is different ways to keep parents in though because if we're being honest that's how the student's getting there anyway yeah if the parent doesn't know the student's not going yeah. uh that's just how it's that's how it's gonna work until the student gets their license sophomore junior year yeah. that parent is their ride yeah and so i think as you're planning as you're calendaring you need to have little checkpoints as you're going through it saying all right how am i going to keep the parents involved how mm-hmm. am i going to how am i going to keep it consistent 
Yeah. Is this this is an event we've done the same time every single year. This year I want to move it six months. Yeah. Well, why? Why? You want to try to keep that consistent with the parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that's really good. That's mm-hmm. really good. Um, why do you think so? We're, th- we're talking about calendaring. We're talking about scheduling, talking about keeping parents involved. Why do you think it's important for us to have a six to 12 month calendar mm. and or or with COVID, a three month calendar? Yep. Why do you think that's something that's important for us as student pastors to do? Yeah, uh, well, I can I just tell you from the the, the parents that that I get to minister to. Uh, it's important for them because yeah. they're planning. That's good. Like I have. That I cannot tell you how many moms I have <laughs> who have their whole family on a calendar yeah. schedule on the fridge, and I send out a year-long calendar. These are the events we're going to try good. to do. And, and this year is different. You know, I, I sent out a, a 12-month calendar with and, and made it very clear. We, we are hoping to do all of these, but we don't know what COVID's going to do. Sure. Be prepared to be flexible. Some things may change. Right. You know, t- but typically, you know, I, I wouldn't, I would never change an event or cancel it or reschedule it, you know, and, but this year's different. So, but even, even with COVID, I put out a year, ca- year long calendar and so many parents just said, this helps me plan for, for my family to do everything with church yeah. and then family nights and then, friend night sleepovers all the stuff it helps them to know like okay no hey you can't you can't have friends over that night because you're gonna be at church right (laughs) right or whatever it is listen moms run the world yeah okay moms you you run the world if you can get a mom who calendars on your side you got a good student that's right recruit (laughs) those moms to be a volunteer yeah recruit them for sure uh yeah i think that's good i i think so so often we can not think long term like that. Yeah. But the reality is, families—they're planning their summer vacations mm-hmm. twelve months in advance. Yeah. They're planning these these weekend retreats. They're planning all of these different things, and families want their students to be involved. And yep. so, when you're telling them, "Here's a, a big event that's happening," and you're two weeks out, well, they might already have something, and then yep. that student's going to be bummed, and and that's not the parents' fault. Listen. That's your fault as a student pastor. Yeah. These absolutely. are those are things that you have to communicate yeah. at least two to three months in advance mm. um, so that parents can be prepared. They can yeah. have that thing up on the fridge. It's something their student can be looking forward to as well. Yeah. So um, that six to twelve month calendar, that three month calendar, whatever that calendar looks like for you now, it is crucial for you. It is work. Yep. And it takes time and it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of creativity. But man, I will tell you from firsthand experience, I know John can too. Parents will love you. Yeah. You will build so much rapport and trust with those parents in your youth group that, man, they'll think you just hung the moon. Yeah. Because you planned something six months out yeah. <laughs> that they could put on their fridge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think all uh, another two more reasons that at least for me, why it helps me to to calendar these things. One, it helps me to schedule my rest, my vacations. Yeah, that's good. You know, not not just not just so the, 
parents can can know when they can go on vacation, but I can know when That's my wife point. and I can have have time off. You know, like like if if I schedule my vacation uh, and then realize, oh, I, I've got I've got a retreat the next weekend. <laughs> it's probably not the best time to take the vacation right, right before your big event. Uh, so I can. I can schedule it out and say, all right, I've got a retreat here, and then I've got nothing for a month and a half. There's a, there's a good slot for yeah. me to, to leave, to go do something, to, to just get away. Right. Uh, and it also allows me to, to put a lot of creativity into the event. Yeah. Knowing it's sure. coming up and just having some basics planned out, then I can look and say, all right, here's the details. Uh, like this part of this service mm. needs to look like this, or this game will be really cool. We've never done anything like this before. Here's a tournament we could do. You know, you could just add all these details that will blow students away, blow parents away. Um, I, I mean, and because of that, I've gotten so many emails and responses saying, oh, you're so creative, you're so this, you're so that. <laughs> and it's like, no, I just I set myself up to – to right. look that way but you give yourself the runway yeah you give yourself the runway to make sure you have plenty of time to do that event yeah and absolutely. you let parents know hey this is three months out and then for you the next three months you can pour your heart and soul i think what john said is super important it also allows you to know when to schedule your rest because listen if there is one thing student pastors are not good at myself included it is rest yeah i am horrible at scheduling that time of rest. Mm. And one of the things that I'm trying to get better at is when I have these big events, when I when I do have, uh, I'm teaching six weeks straight or whatever it is, I try to make sure I, I have that rest scheduled in there too. Mm. It's so important for you. It yeah. will, the average student pastor burns out in like a year and a half. This will help you run the race and run it for a long time. Yeah. So, all right, so... If you're not convinced that you need to calendar and schedule for more than two weeks in a row, uh, I don't know what else to do. But yeah. <laughs> it is it is so important. And when it comes to – so for you, John, when it comes to your calendaring, mm-hmm. when it comes to your scheduling, I know you mentioned that involves, like, your, your games. Mm-hmm. That involves, uh, bi- like, bigger events and serve days and that kind of stuff. What else are you taking time to plan out? Like, are you just coming up with your teachings every week? Or is that something that you're you're sitting down and you're saying, for the next 12 months, here are my teachings? Yeah. Uh, teaching is a little bit different. Um, I, I try to plan, when it comes to teachings, I try to plan three months at a time. Good. Nice. Um, I, I'm, I'm not very good with using curriculum. Um, every now and then I'll use it, like, if it's a, a really cool series uh, or... If it's a, like a holiday, then you know I'll use I'll use their graphics. I'll use kind of their their big ideas, but I really try to write my own stuff. So mm-hmm. that's why I go three months. Um, and something that I'm trying to get better at as well, along with this, is scheduling in weeks in between series for someone else to speak. That's good. Um, you know, I, I think for the first, if you're brand new to, to student ministry and and you just came on to a church as a student pastor, I think you know taking six months to a year where you're the main person right. speaking into those students is good for the culture. Mm-hmm. It's good to uh, because after that year, after those six months, uh, you'll start to see that that your students are actually listening to you right. more than when they did on week one. Um, but 
at the same time, uh, you don't want to go so long where you're the only voice they hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's the same thing when with your parents, uh, they, they tell you this, you know, when you were growing up, your parents would tell you one thing all the time, like, like, no, don't do that because this is, <laughs> this is what will happen. And then, and you don't listen. And then somebody else tells you the exact same thing. We're all and, in. And you're like, oh, that was that's yeah. genius. It makes so genius. much sense. And you tell your parents and they're like, <laughs> we've been saying this for six months. Right. You know? Yeah. So uh, I think it's good to have different voices coming in, saying the same things, uh, speaking in, into to students as well. And uh, so I'm trying to learn how to schedule in uh, my volunteers to come speak. That's good. Um, and give myself a chance to to not preach um, and and just sit back and 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 grow grow the giftings of volunteers that I have. Um, so that's something that I look at. Uh, you know, how long is a series? Do I need to do a three week series? Mm-hmm. Schedule you know schedule in someone else. Do I need to do a four week series? Do I need to do a Q and A series? Do I need yeah. to do whatever it is? And but I typically try to do three months at a time. Yep. And, uh, and then sched, but, but at the same time, I'm also doing like, let's say it's January, right? Well, I want to have, uh, obviously all of January and February scheduled out. I want to have March scheduled out, but the time, but by the time February 1st hits, I want to have, I want to be getting April completely done. Right. So, so you're always staying three months ahead. Yeah. You're always knowing in three months, here's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. And you can just try to keep it as much as you can three months yeah. ahead. I think, so what John just said too is, is there has to be intentionality and in scheduling it, even not just what you're teaching on, but who is teaching it. Yeah. Um, get other voices in there. Get volunteers in there. Bring in another student pastor from down the road and have him teach or have yeah. her, her teach or whatever it is. Get other people involved and be intentional. Don't just tell them three days before, be like, hey, do you want to come teach this Sunday? It's not going to happen. You have to intentionally schedule these things out three months in advance, six months in advance, so you can let that person know. Mm -hmm. The other thing I try to do when it comes to scheduling, I don't know if if this is something you think of, John, or or, or have ever looked at, but I look at the school year, too, Mm. and I look at holidays. So, like, February, Valentine's Day. Right. And so February for us, we always do a dating series. We always do a, a series where we look at sexuality and scripture. We always look at dating and scripture. We always yeah. look at marriage like those. The big things that when students think of February, thinking of love and mm-hmm. romance and, you know, their high school boyfriend that's going to dump them. And then they're going to be heartbroken and then they'll never love again, like yeah. all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. <laughs> but we try to I, I try to be really intentional to go with the rhythms of the students school year and they're listen as much as we want to the summer is not a time to do a six-week study on revelation yeah it's just not listen the students want to have fun the students are in summer mode stop trying to teach them revelation in the summer and do a fun friendship series okay but you have to you have to look at so I'll honestly when I plan when I do my teaching calendar for the year I actually I have the school calendar right up with it because yeah. I want to know when are they on break what does February look like for them what does uh, May look like for them all, all of these different things so I can better know what their rhythms are going to be to teach and connect with them in a more personal way yeah um, and so those are just a few things we would suggest. Um, The other big things I would say when it comes to calendaring and scheduling, and John, you can speak to this too, would be 
make sure you're calendaring your teachings like we just talked about. Um, make sure you are planning big events and putting them on the calendar uh, months in advance, three to six to a year in advance. That's what like John talked about. Same with serve days. Make sure you're calendaring and scheduling, coming up with a plan for when are we, when are our students going to go on mission? When are mm. our students our students going to serve the community? Yeah. Um, and and lastly, I'm going to touch on this. One of the my favorite things we've ever done in student ministry is this past uh, December we did a generosity initiative. Mm. And listen, during a season where it's so easy to make it about us. I have never seen teenagers be more generous, mm-hmm. or more radically generous yeah. than they were um, because it was something that we had scheduled, because it was something we had planned, because it wasn't something that was just done on a whim. Oh, this would be a good idea. Um, there was fruit from that. Yeah. And there were teenagers that were more generous than I ever expected them to be. Yeah. And it takes planning. It takes calendaring, it takes scheduling, and it takes time. Um, all right, so here we are. Maybe we've convinced you. Yeah. Maybe you're about. You're like, I'm gonna go calendar right now. I hope. I hope. <laughs> I really hope that's where you're at. John, talk to that person. Talk to that student pastor that's listening right now. That they're ready to go calendar. Mm-hmm. They're ready to say, you know what, 2021. This is gonna be the year. I'm gonna plan out the next six months. Mm. How would you recommend they do that? What are some steps? What do, what should that look like? What does it look like for you? Mm. Well, first thing I would say is get you a very organized wife. <laughs> I'm, good luck. I'm going to be honest. I mean, good luck with that. But my wife is so organized, and I can say, do we have something this day? And she can say yes or no. And I can know that is a that is a great day or that is a bad day for student ministry uh, plan uh, because the worst thing you would want to do is to uh, to schedule something on your anniversary. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't want to do that, or or even the week of. Like you know, she's expecting you to take her away somewhere or right. whatever it is, or or near her birthday or, or whatever. You know, but seriously, yeah. get like like have. Have your your life on some sort of calendar yep. uh, before you just make the whole student ministry your life calendar as well. Right, that's good. Um, and then I would also uh, suggest that you just like as the student pastor, put the events on the schedule. Don't like like it's your job. Don't don't go to anyone else and and say is this a good idea or or. I don't know, like, you know, do you think this will work? Just put it on, let your volunteers know about it, and then ask them to help you plan it. Don't, like, I've done it before where we had a a whole calendar meeting and it took three hours and all the volunteers had different opinions about what needed to go on the calendar. And I think this is, I think this should go on that day. No, (laughs) I think that should go on this day. Yeah, that's really good. And it became a headache. Just put it on, be the leader, and then set the vision your leaders are they're going to follow you yeah. they're going to follow you they're, they're going to support you uh so i think that would be another great thing i'm not saying don't ever ask for help but right. uh but majority of the time the people that are on your team are going to follow wherever you're wherever you're leading and, and if you say yeah. we're going to do uh, a big retreat in october they're going to get on board if if it's we're going to do uh, a Q&A and I need volunteers on a panel. They're like somebody's going to get on board. Yeah. Like 
you know, so just just plan it. Yeah. Just do it. Be confident. Plan plan your ministry. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think that'll that'll take you so far. Yeah. Uh, don't make don't make the student ministry calendar your life calendar and plan confidently. Yeah. Just put I think it on that's the good. put it on the board and go for it. Yeah. And I think casting vision, like John said, is so important too. Like as you're planning this and as you're letting parents know, here's the next six months. Well, why does it look like this? Well, here's why. Here's why we're doing it this way. Um, cast the vision. Don't just say, here are the events. Good luck. Um, cast the vision for why. Uh, another thing I'd recommend is, man, get a big old whiteboard and just dream. Absolutely. Get a big old whiteboard, get something, and go take time just dreaming. Yeah. Um, when, I, when I look to plan out my six months or right now three months, what I do is I go – and I make sure I get out of my town. I get out of uh, where I live in Massachusetts, and I get away. I, I go somewhere else so that I can just have a new perspective, mm. so that I can get some some fresh insight from God. And then I spend time just in prayer. I spend time just asking God for what what do you want this year? What do you want these next three months? That's good. Um, how can I best serve these students through teaching, through events, through um, mission, through all of these different things? Um, and it's hard for me to do that in the space I'm in every single day. It, it's much easier for me to dream and to come up with those kinds of plans when I go to a coffee shop and camp out for four to five hours, mm. maybe in another state. And in, in New England, we can drive to another state in yeah. 45 minutes. But yeah. maybe you're in Texas and it, you had 17 hours to get to another state. I yeah. don't know. Um, but, man, I, that's just one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite times of the year when I just sit down, I get away, get to a coffee shop, get my big old notebook out and just dream for, yeah. for three to four hours. Just calendar. And, and um, it, it's so much fun. So. Yep. Um, man, well, that's some that's some good insight. We really hope um, that it helped you. We hope that it encouraged you. We hope that this just reminds you, listen, you're not alone. There are yeah. other student pastors in this country that are dealing with COVID, Absolutely. that are dealing with new ways of planning, that are having to shift everything around. Um, but I'll tell you this, planning and coming up with a plan is going to save you time. It's going to save you resources. And it's definitely going to help your mental health. Uh, yeah. It, it will help. So, listen, we know we don't have all the answers when it comes to creating a plan, but we hope this helps you as you start to craft what 2021 is going to look like. Mm. Um, because we know as crazy as student ministry can be, we all need a plan. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for sharing this. If you don't mind, go ahead and click that follow button, click that like button, however you're listening. Go ahead and share it with other student pastors, other friends, other teachers, whoever it is that you think might enjoy this podcast. Special thanks to John Kraft for joining me and chatting. Um, man, thank you, bro. Love you, bro. Um, I know student ministry is hard, but just remember, we are better together. Thanks so much for joining me. Until next time.